One Charlie. Mark, one Charlie. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. And we're still seeing it quite well through that haze. T-minus 37 seconds. The fight is going E equals MC. That all men are created about the future innovations. And growing strength in the air. Ignition sequence. This is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. And welcome to Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host, Jeff Spinard. I'm the CEO and president of World Talk Radio, home to the Voice Market Talk Radio and TV networks. Joining me, of course, my co-host, 13-year colleague, 18-year veteran, and vice president of broadcast operations, Mr. Ryan Treasure. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for the great intro. Excited for this uh, awesome show that we have today. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I want to recognize uh, our guest. Our, our, we'll, we'll actually talk to him the second part of the show, but he'll be with us throughout the entire opening. Uh, Mr. Rich Killian. Rich, welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. Thanks for being here. <clears throat> of course. Of course. So, Ryan. Yes, sir. Last week, we did a recap show. Yeah, we did. It was really cool to bring on our uh, uh, director of uh, the executive producers, mm -hmm. the network director, Sandra Rogers, and, of course, Mr. Roberto Cellino. Roberto. He, see, uh, four, Sandra, four times. Yep, <laughs> he's got the most uh, visits to the show, where Sandra escaped us in the first part. I don't know how that happened. Series. I don't, I don't either. It still, it still baffles me. So anyway, uh, last week, you know, you can listen to our show, go to our homepage, Finding a Frequency. You can listen to any shows that we've done uh, from day one. Um, moving forward, Ryan, we've got a few things coming up here, but uh, I find this very, uh, very interesting. Yeah, it's really cool. Fans are going to be gathering in Los Angeles uh, from around the world to observe the 55th anniversary of Marilyn Monroe's death. And uh, Voice America is going to be there on site with uh, one of our radio show hosts uh, and our executive producer, Randall uh, Libero. And we'll be out there shooting some videos and doing some interviews and, of course, uh, uh, just kind of celebrating the coolness of uh, Marilyn. And, of course, uh, you know, getting some cool content for the radio show, Goodnight Marilyn, that uh, airs on the Voice America Variety Channel. Mm -hmm. Yep. In Voice America uh, has you know is part of the pr uh, production uh, yeah. cast. So you know we're doing a lot of things uh, you know with uh, uh, the show, of course, with um, Nina. Yep, with Nina Bosky yep. and their show Goodnight Marilyn. And of course, they'll have out there the American Icon, uh, where he uh, where healing meets life, and America's rehab campuses, and a whole bunch of really cool sponsors, Life Bites, and uh, all those folks will be out there as well. Yep. Yep, it's going to be uh, a sensational event, uh, people, like I said, from around the world. So uh, looking forward to being at that event. Um, shall we jump right in and talk about some business or what? Yeah, you know what? This show is going to be a really cool show as we talk about, uh, you know, how business meets uh, search engine a optimization. SEO going on over here. Yeah. So why don't I bring in our first guest? Uh, this gentleman grew up in a small town just north of Salt Lake City and attended the Woodbury School of Business, where his true passion for technology was conceived. After school, he joined forces with the search giant Google as an intern and fell in love with search engine marketing and Google Analytics. He worked there for two years before crawling up the corporate chain with some of the largest digital marketing firms in the country. 
He always says, if we focus on our client's growth, our growth will naturally follow. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Mr. Cody Jensen. Cody. Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate being here. Thanks for the invitation. Absolutely. And welcome to the show. It's our pleasure to have you. So we're going to jump right into this. Um, What makes a guy fall in love uh, with search engine marketing and Google Analytics? (laughs) That's a great question. Uh, Well, uh, you know, interestingly enough, in junior high school and high school, I failed math pretty hard. <laughs> um, I wasn't that type of uh, learner, I suppose. But now, uh, I, after working in it, in uh, working in analytics and working in technology and code, it, the things that we can do in today's business world are far surpassing anything that we could ever do before. And especially with regards to search engine optimization, a big component of a, a website ranking is its technology. If you have a very slow website that doesn't that doesn't have the right relevant content, well, you're not gonna rank very well either. Yeah. So com- combining that technology background and, and that analytics background and using statistical significance and data to help gauge uh, our decision-making and, and strategies has really been a, a big uh, a selling point for SearchBloom. Absolutely. So, Cody, and Ryan can certainly attest oh, to yeah. what you're saying. So, yeah, one of the questions I wanted to ask Cody is, um, you know, as we always talk about finding a frequency on the Finding a Frequency Radio Show, you know, what was like that aha moment for you where you decided that this is the path that I'm following, this is my frequency, and and, and what led to that? You know, and, and for me, uh, I fell in love with the advertising side of of inbound marketing, which is interest, it's different because uh, ad- advertising and the way that you stack sales copy and the, the way that you stack your uni- unique selling propositions and uh, primary primary value propositions, it's 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 used heavily in advertising. But the problem is, is it's not used in search engine optimization. And I think that was a big aha moment. I was I was reading a a, a book by Ogilvy, who that this guy's ran the largest, you know. Um, marketing traditional marketing agency in a long in a very long time and uh, his the principles that he talked about though they're very dated the principles are still the same to this day and and having that information that was a, a big aha moment like wow I can I can combine the the knowledge and principles that I have in advertising and and put that into a search engine optimization plan and not only does that of course increase your your rankings because we're doing search engine optimization but it increases your bottom line, your conversion rate, uh, because that that's a big sticking point. You can get a lot of people to your website, but if they're not calling you or filling out a form or buying, then then what's the point? You know. Right. Right. That's so so what is the starting block? I mean, you know, how does one get their SEO uh, really to that point where okay, this is making an impact on my business? Sure, sure. Uh, well, I'll tell you, for, for us, searchbloom.com, we started with a, it's a brand new domain. We didn't have any uh, any inbound links or really any content. So the first thing that we did was we built a very, you know, uh, technically sound website that had relevant content for the keywords that we're targeting. Um, I always come back to the three pillars of search engine optimization. I kind of just made it up, but it's technology, relevance, and trust. And if you can hit those three things, um, that is how you're going to win the search engine optimization game. And uh, that's what we did right from the get-go. And now, and the last couple of years, we've really, we've really hit that stride. We've been getting, 
we take our own medicine and we get a lot of leads organically as a result of, of taking that medicine. Oh, that's Excellent. awesome. You know, one of the things as we look at, um, you know, SEO and, and kind of the landscape over time, uh, a lot of a lot of search engine stuff, you know, in the past was like all anchor text and, you know, making sure your meta tags and meta descriptions were were kind of where they needed to be. What's changed in the last five years with the way that search ranks now as opposed to how it used to be? Well, um, everything, uh, to put it shortly, uh, everything's kind of changed. Um, uh, the, so there are, there are uh, many, um, many search engine optimization firms in this country, many, like tens of thousands, right? And they, they all produce this uh, search engine optimization service. But what, what I like to think is uh, our, our SEO is, is not what, what we're competing against. It's, it's a different service uh, because what we're doing is, is a lot of uh, – it's, it's – even public relations, I would bucket it into that because what we do in terms of gaining that those three pillars of SEO, the technology, relevance, trust, in order to gain trust, well, you have to inherit that trust from other websites, other domains. And our outreach process, the way that we reach out to uh, contributors, editors, webmasters, bloggers, that, that these domains have very trusted uh, authority, uh, that is very much a public relations type of uh, event because Absolutely. these articles not only increase the trust of your own domain and website but also what they do is they provide very valuable relevant referral traffic as well um so yeah i mean in terms of seo it's not all about anchor text in fact if, 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 you, if you go after a specific keyword with just a bunch of uh links that have the same anchor text you're just going to get penalized in a matter of months and that that's a, a guaranteed thing but if you if you do seo with the end in mind and you do it in a white hat way uh and and do it the way that Google wants you to, you, you cannot fail. You can't. Uh, that's what we do is we know what Google wants. We know what Google's looking to put on the, the first page for keywords that are highly trafficked, and we give them what they want. Do you think the government's ever going to break Google up because of their monopoly on search engine? No. No, I don't, I don't think that uh, – I think that wouldn't hold up. That's a beautiful uh, – They've got a beautiful, beautiful monopoly, and that's kudos to them. Yeah, yeah they absolutely. sure do. Cody, your time with uh, Google, uh, what was that like? What was your role with the company? <laughs> well, it wasn't like the movie, uh, that, that uh, internship movie at all. <laughs> okay, it's, gotcha. it's, uh, uh, You know, there's a lot of cool things that come with working at Google. Uh, you know, I remember one time I was walking down the hall, and they had a honeycomb fountain, literally uh, a fountain that had a honeycomb in it with honey, and it was the weirdest thing I ever saw. But it was really unique. So they have a really yeah. cool culture. They have a lot of different things that they do. They think outside of the box, which is really fun. Uh, but it's definitely not like uh, like you see in the movies. I mean, you still show up to work on time, or you're going to get written up. Was, <laughs> still, was, was that yeah, honey? Was that honeycomb thing like um, like Google's way of introducing the new Android operating system of honeycomb <laughs> at the time? <laughs> you know, at that time, the Android operating system when I worked there back then, I don't even know that we were even close to honeycomb yet. Oh wow! <laughs> that, okay, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, Rich, big businessman, right here. Yeah. Uh, Rich, do you get any questions for Cody? You know, um, <clears throat> I was going to say my questions, I guess, till the end. But, uh, you know, I do have a couple of things, Cody, that come up. You know, as a business owner, uh, you know, I do real estate. Uh, we're, we're, you know, we're a national firm, but we're not a huge company, but we're big enough. And, uh, you know, as a, on the business owner level, when I do what I do, uh, as far as real estate, that's my core competency. That's what I know. Okay. 
you know, I hear proposals all the time of, hey, you know, you got to get your SEO up or this and that. And I've been, you know, hit over the years. I've been in business 17 years and obviously things have changed, like you said, the last five years from now. But, um, you know, what how, you talk about the trust factor. How, what do you, what do we know as the common business owner that doesn't, you know, know what you know as, as far as SEO is concerned? How do we, you know, trust the, the the latest and greatest. I guess that's that's my question because it's like yeah, hire us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Here's the thing, guys. I'm I'm a small business owner too, right? And right. it uh, happens to be in a search engine optimization firm. I get hit up from SEO firms every day to do my own SEO. Little do they know that I outrank them on damn near everything. But <laughs> right. So, but the thing is, is that 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 churn and burn model. It's not going to go away because there's a lot of brand new businesses that start up every single year that don't exactly. have venture capital, that don't have the big bankroll that some companies do. And they get swept into a, a fairy tale, an idea. Yeah, you're going to rank on the first page of Google for this keyword, and it's 300 or $700 a month. And you know what? You have to think about this realistically. What can someone do? How many hours can someone provide you for $700 a month and make money? That That's the reality of it. So what I would say to small business owners is if you're getting approached by uh, a search engine optimization firm and they're, even if it's for local search engine optimization, ranking for maps, ranking, it cannot be less than a thousand dollars a month. Yeah. It's like hiring a marketing firm and saying, here's, here's four or 500 bucks a month to do what to, to blow my hair back. And right. you know what? That's not really famous. Right. So, you, so Cody, put you, it, put it on a scale, right? Especially for the small business guy like rich, you know, um, in the digital landscape, if you're if you have a website and you're trying to do e-commerce or anything like that online, where does search engine optimization rank on the tier of levels of need of importance for uh, a delivery, like on a monthly basis? How important is SEO to those folks, and what's the uh, what's the uh, uh, consequence of not leveraging SEO? Yeah, I would just follow up that question with, well, how important are sales and revenue to you? Because if, if that's not if that's not important, then SEO is not important. But if revenue is important to you and growing your business is important to you, I always say diversify. Search engine optimization is one basket. There is many other baskets that you can you can place eggs in. Uh, one of them being pay per click um, and, and running pay per click ads. In fact, I always I always in, in I wouldn't say always most cases I'll suggest pay per click prior to SEO so we can test and have statistical significance on if on if search engine marketing is going to work for you in general. Uh, but for the majority of service local businesses, SEO is a go to. I mean, it's it's not. It, it's not super easy to rank on the first page, but when you are there uh, for a local service business, nothing provides more leads, nothing in the whole world, nothing. It's not even close, uh, especially when you're targeting keywords that have a heavy search volume. And when you win on a competitive keyword in a local landscape, for these local businesses, I mean, think about all the gyms in, in the country. If they don't have a Google My Business and a Google uh, Maps page there and, and optimized ranking, how would anybody find your brand? How would someone get directions to your gym? It's so critically important for any local business. Now, uh, when it comes to the dollars and cents of things, uh, I would, if, if an e-commerce a, a company approached me and they were looking to, uh, of course, increase their search engine optimization and rankings and traffic and conversions, well, I would look at the end first. Well, what happens when you do get there? Well, I can, I can basically back my way down and see exactly how much revenue you'll generate. So before you even become a partner of SearchBloom, you will know what type of ROI you can expect. 
Oh, that's awesome. So you guys have really been able to take, you know, the latest and greatest technology and then all of the all of the, the Google algorithms and, and revenue and kind of package it in a manner where you can go, you know, hey, with a, a combination of this amount of spend on PPC and this amount of spend in SEO over time, then you start to get to a point where it's like, I can spend $10,000 to make $50,000. And then that return in revenue kind of starts to become kind of a dollars and cents game at that point. Is that right? Exactly. Exactly. You 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 start by testing, really, and you and a, a lot of firms will start with a small budget so that they can test it, and that's great. As as it is successful, then you increase the the budget for those that are winning and, and decrease it for those that are losing. It's not rocket science. What's beautiful about it is we have all of the facts. I know exactly how much the first position in Google was clicked on. It's thirty three and a half percent versus the second position, which is seventeen point five percent. So that is the difference between ranking number one and ranking number two. Gotcha. Which one are you? You know, that's that's the traffic difference. And sure. that just one and two is a huge change in your bottom line as a small business owner. Uh, it, specifically in, in regards to e-commerce too, we've, we've tied a correlation to ranking number one and actually getting the conversion itself. So ranking number one has that inherent trust that because you rank number one, you are the most relevant and the best answer by Google, therefore, you know what, I'm gonna buy from them. True, very true. Yeah, I would say, you know, being a small business owner myself, you know, we've done a fair job over the last several years, but you know what, when you really wanna get down to nitty gritty, especially the way uh, business evolves and the way people do business evolves, uh, I think tying in, like myself and Ryan O will attest to this, I'm not a tech guy, I'm a media guy. You know, so I work on the building shows and all of that. But Ryan, on the other hand, is my tech guy. So, you know, he's the one who controls, you know, what we're going to do, whether it's paper-cook campaigns, uh, how the search engine optimization is going to work, all that good stuff. So I rely on him uh, to help uh, put us in that forefront to where the spend uh, or the uh, – the spend, uh, the ROI uh, is good for the spend. Right, right. <laughs> so yeah, and that's what you want to do is is when you begin with the end in mind, you have a plan. Look, let's say my product, I'm an e-commerce shop. It costs eighty dollars to buy it on my e-commerce shop. Well, that means that I can't. If my margin in in most cases on an e-commerce website, it's between forty and fifty percent on products. So uh, now that's perhaps not net, but gross. If we get down to net, let's say it's a 30% margin, that means I cannot spend to buy a conversion. I can't spend more than 35 bucks or 30 bucks. So that beginning with the end in mind and having that KPI right from the beginning allows for statistical significance and backing into the right fit. Yeah, no, that's it. And that's an interesting point, too, when you start to bring up KPIs and the relevance of that and how important it is, because you're right. If your product is a $5 product and you're spending $10 to sell a $5 product, then ultimately that just doesn't work out in the end game. You know, so so working backwards from that just is, makes logistical sense. And, you know, uh, I'm sure Rich can probably uh, attest to some of that, too. Uh, Rich, when you when you when you do stuff with your business, how have you leveraged uh, SEO? Well, see, that's just it. And and. I've always heard the term organic. So maybe, you know, uh, Cody, I wanted to ask that as a small business who's not a tech guy, you know, what does that really mean? Because you hear that, oh, well, we grow organically and things of that nature. You know, how is that relevant to, to SEO? I mean, I don't understand. That's a great question. Yeah. And you know what? That's a question that I probably answer every single day. Um, so the, the difference, Google is an, in, it's an inbound marketing hub. 
right? That's what they, that's what they are. Um, the, the top results, usually the, they actually say ad next to them. That's the pay-per-click results, right? Mm-hmm. Underneath of that is the organic results that's listed by Google in order of what they feel is the most relevant and trusted result or the most relevant and trusted answer. Um, that's the beautiful thing about search is that people are looking for you. They're looking for your products. All you have to do is put yourself on the map yeah, and you can do it there. in regards to inbound you can do it two ways with google you can do adwords or you can do search engine optimization depending on your business your strategy and your, you know your margins there's a lot of things that go into it seo may not be the best fit but if it is if it is a really good fit then it will likely be your number one channel because of the, the sheer volume that google has yeah, I think for you, Rich, it's kind of like, um, you know, for organic with it, how it relates to what you do with real estate in Chicago, you know, there's one thing with leveraging like pay-per-click where you're paying to be on the top and, and be paid for like, let's say the keyword is Chicago real estate, right? Right. Versus optimizing your website to organically rank number one, two or three with that keyword and not paying for it through the sense of pay-per-click, but it being uh, based off of the title sure. tags and the search engine optimization of your current website. And and, uh, and that's why, you know, and, and, and Cody, please uh, weigh in on this. Uh, one may not be, you know, uh, the best fit for uh, a company, but to really look at it from a holistic point of view, you kind of really need a uh, an all-around encompassing strategy that might include some SEO, some pay-per-click, and some uh, social media optimization. You really should. And, and the truth is, is a lot of people want to find that in the same, uh, in the same agency. And the problem is, is one, one agency is really good at one or two things. That's really what they do. And when you try to bundle that into one agency and perhaps have your social media marketing, your social advertising, your pay-per-click, your SEO, I promise you that some of the, some things can be left through the cracks or, or, or basically fall through the, the, through the cracks if, if not properly handled. So I would find a firm that specifically does that thing that you're looking for and, and get a, a, a realistic quote and a realistic timeline and ask them, so how long is this going to take me to rank? And ask them the hard questions like, do, what is my website structure? How, tell me more about that. How does it look? Ask them questions that would, would tell you who's my main competitors. Um, on the internet specifically in my location or if it's national who's my main competitors these now, these are questions that folks may not know to, to ask but just because let's say I'm a local business and I know my local competitors right here that is not the same thing as the online game you might think that your competitor is ABC uh, plumbing down the street but in reality it's a massive plumbing firm called Roto Rooter that's just killing you in the search engine. <laughs> Right, right. right. Uh, let me ask you this, Cody. Wh- who are some of the uh, organizations or companies that you work with now? Well, in, in many cases, um, we actually, with our partners, we go through a, a non-disclosure, non-compete. But for those that uh, allow us to uh, basically tout the fact that we, we do work with them, sure. we've worked with big companies like Chobani Yogurt. <laughs> uh, we, we've worked with uh, Hardy Davidson. We did uh, one of their motorcycle division's websites. We've also worked with, you know, a small, small, small companies out of, you know, like Busy Bee Cakes out of New Mexico. She sure. does a, you know, specific uh, wedding cakes and stuff like that. So each and, and each SEO strategy is drastically different than than the next. So it, it takes a certain level of customization. Certainly there are things that you do for every single SEO campaign. There's going to be things that you always do. But for, for local versus e-commerce versus a national type of lead gen, 
uh, SEO campaign, they're, they're all very different. And ranking factors for them can be different as well. There's well over 250 ranking factors. I've identified all of them. It's not, I would say, exhaustive. But in those 250 ranking factors, what we've done is just simplified it. We've bucketed it into three things, technology, relevance, and trust. Yep. If you focus on those three specific things, and, and the fact is, is a small business owner in today's world, as, as being one, I can tell you, you don't have time. You don't have time to do- go out and build citations on, you know, yp.com and dex.com and, and brownbook.com. You simply don't have the time. You're you're dealing with Mary who's having a hard day and she needs to have the day off or something like that. Right, I right. get it. Uh, so the, what you I would recommend to a, to a small business or even a medium-sized business is first – don't just go with one SEO company's opinion. Get several. Get several quotes. And if a quote is less than $1,000 a month for search engine optimization, you should have that looked at by another person because mm-hmm. there are many articles on the Internet that would suggest that it just takes more hours to do this than than $700 sure. will allow. Yeah, and you know? you're 100% correct because this is the Not guy over here. Budget, who, right? I, I just literally spent four hours last night going through reports for SEO for our website and looking at you know things that we can do to optimize some things in just the four hours, and I still haven't even finished planning some of the things that we want to do. So I can't even I can't even imagine somebody spending like 700 bucks and thinking yeah. that they're going to get some kind of results. And the thing is, I'm not paying Ryan for those four hours. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> That's all right. He's a he'll, yeah, he'll buy mean, me a beer, though. It, it takes a lot of time. <laughs> it takes a lot of research, and uh, you know the beauty. The beauty of it is, is we have we have systems and technologies and tools today that allow us to really uncover everything. We can see the market, the demand for specific mm-hmm. keywords for specific products. When we have that type of information, it's almost not even fair. Seriously, it's not even fair that with the information that we have. It's hard to lose, really. Right, right. Cody, uh, this is Rich again. I have a quick question for you on this. Um, <clears throat> as you brought up those 250 points that uh, maybe Google uses to, to rank, uh, I know maybe about a year or two ago I was told by like one of my tech people that um, they just changed their whole algorithm. I mean, is that is that something that happens frequently and you got to start all over from scratch type thing, or what, what does that do? Question. Great question. And you know what? Uh, Google in, in the past 10 years has changed their algorithm hundreds and hundreds of times. And in fact, mm-hmm. they, they change their algorithm, I would say, every day at least. And, and perhaps even in different markets, different areas and testing. What, why, the reason that they do that is, you know, 10 years ago, uh, people, well, even over 10 years, about 15 years ago, people figured out the system and they gamed it. And when Google caught on to that, then they killed that manipulation factor. And what has happened is, well, they killed that one, so another SEO tried another one. And then Google killed that one, and so another SEO tried another one. And it's continued down this route. Here's the thing. If you do what Google asks of you and to do it in a white hat manner, you're never going to have to worry about any algorithm updates, any penalties. You'll never have to start over again. You'll always have consistent rankings. But that's the difference between paying some shoddy three hundred fifty or five hundred dollar uh, SEO budget to build, you know, really garbage uh, quality links or or really poor quality search engine optimization that will get you penalized in the future versus going with a, maybe a higher end firm that that does cost more like but provides something that is yeah. that is a lot of longevity that yeah. that you're not going to have to worry about any algorithm updates. You're doing exactly what Google wants you to do. 
Cody, I think we've learned quite a bit today, and I think more people need to know who you are. So we're about to go into commercial break. We enjoyed having you on the show. But before we go, is there something, you know, site, phone numbers, what would you like the people to know? Well, you know what? Uh, I first of, first of all, thanks. I appreciate being on the show, and I'd love to be back anytime you guys Absolutely. have available. I, 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 uh, I, for me, I really like to educate and, and share with people how this is done and be as transparent as possible so that they don't run into a, a, a shady situation. Right. So what I would do is searchbloom.com has a free – there's a bunch of free tools on there, but one of them is a free site SEO analysis tool. Go ahead and ch- jump on that tool, enter your domain, and see what the tool gives you back because it's going to give you – very specific things that you can do to help increase your rankings. And if you need help, feel free to reach out. Yeah, you know what? And it's a great tool. I was using it last night to uh, <laughs> review some of the stuff for voiceamerica.com and uh, great tools that you guys have on. And, you know, ladies and gentlemen, big uh, shout out and thanks to Search Bloom and Cody Jensen for being on the show today. You guys can follow Search Bloom on Twitter at Search Bloom. Great content coming out of there and good tips and tricks. Go check out the website, searchbloom.com. And of course, you can follow uh, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure and Finding a Frequency all over the internet at Radio Ryan One, at Jeff Spinney Two, and of course on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Finding a Frequency Net. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to get into a little bit more with our good friend Rich Killian. Stay tuned as we find our frequency right here on Voice America Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you're an influencer, you don't follow the trends, you set them. Voice America influencers are involved in creating change in personal and professional lives, collaborating and driving value to make our lives better. We have world-renowned thought leaders, speakers, authors, entrepreneurs, artists, and some of the most influential voices today. Listen in today to what they have to say. Engage in the conversation. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Answer the call. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 
888-346-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. You're tuned into Finding Your Frequency with hosts Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. Connect with the show. Call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. And welcome back to Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host, Jeff Spinard. I'm your co-host, Ryan Treasure. And we just got out of a very good segment with Mr. Cody Jensen. Let me tell you what I really liked about him is how open he was to tell everybody to make sure that they do their research. Go check out... Different organizations. Transparency. You know what? Yeah. Uh, uh, Tech, relevance, and trust. So Tech, relevance, and trust, and, you know, making sure that you have a plan for your SEO, SMO, PPC, and SMA. Sounds like the military, Rich. (laughs) Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, Speaking of Rich, uh, let's give him a proper introduction right now. Uh, Mr. Rich Killian serves as CEO for Prospect Equities and oversees its development, management, marketing, and operations. His focus is the expansion of Prospect Equities as an international brand name and franchise system. He holds a Master of Business Administration degree, along with a Bachelor of Science degree in Civil Engineering, and is a Harvard University alumnus. In addition to the founding role of Prospect Equities, he has founded, operated, and or acquired over two dozen companies in the areas of engineering, demolition, technology, general contracting, insurance, investments, publishing, banking, and entertainment production. Rich, do you need more can I, add to this? I think what? we're done, the right? Renas- <laughs> he's like a renaissance man. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was going to keep going and going. The show's over. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rich, listen, obviously the accolades are tremendous. Uh, you know, as we talk finding your frequency, give us the path to how you uh, acquired such phenomenal Wow. Well, as I kind of say in uh, prior uh, interviews, because I couldn't find a job. (laughs) That's what it (laughs) comes down to. Um, No, I know, you know, Ryan, off the air, we mentioned uh, the military. And Mm -hmm. I think that's a huge backbone for what I've, uh, you know, what I've done. It just gives you that structure, that growing up, uh, you know, early in life, how to, you know, to really structure an outlook, a path, you know, that kind of stuff. But, you know, it, it's it's the hard work. You went all the way. You know, you take the school, go to school, finish your grades. You know, everything's good. Sports. I was involved mm-hmm. in sports a long time ago. And, you know, all that, that discipline. All-star athlete. Well, yeah. I mean, it, you know, I played ball here and there. But You remember, yeah, exactly. You remember from uh, when we were at the Super Bowl hey. a few years ago. Oh, yeah. yes, but, yes. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's just, uh, you know, it's just hard work. You know, that's what it comes down to. Just, you know, stay the course. Stay the course. And I think we've said that on many a different show, many a different occasions. It's almost like every single um, 
well-educated entrepreneur that we've done an interview with over the last 38 episodes that we've created have one thing in common and it's like they couldn't get a job so they created one Isn't that they're funny? like yeah, I, yeah i'm not gonna work. i'll just go <laughs> yep. make my own job you know, um, i couldn't pay my electricity so i borrowed the neighbors you know <laughs> to cook my burrito <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. So, Rich, uh, you know, uh, you are uh, what I would consider a very successful businessman. You know, you talk about uh, you know c- creating a brand and building a brand. What's up uh, with uh, Prospect Equities right now? Well, you know, we've been in business for uh, 17 years, since 2000. <clears throat> you know, we just opened up an office out here in, in Scottsdale. Yes, very okay. happy about that. And uh, so that's, that's kind of the goal. You know, you start with... Uh, one area of expertise at a time, okay? And you know, I started in Chicago, and then from Chicago, we grew to the suburbs, and you know, there from there, uh, we started going in other major cities, New York, um, we're down in Miami for the last few years, and now we're out here in Arizona. So again, it's it, really, it's just a, um, it's a, it's when you have a concept and you build mm-hmm. what I like to call a machine or a system that works, you know, you can apply that system pretty much anywhere, you know, as long as you've got a good system. Sure. Now we were just talking to Cody. He was talking about SE, uh, SEO. Did you did you grab something from that? You know, of course I did. I'm gonna probably give him a call at, you know, <laughs> <Exactly>. later <laughs> because make sure, make sure you that. let him know the Voice America <laughs> sent you. I'll, I'll, I'll give you guys the, uh, the, the yeah the, the rip on that. But um, at the end the of the yeah. <laughs> that's that's a term. I know that. <laughs> the rip. I'll give you a rip on that. God but but that, that's that's the deal. Is is uh, you know no as as a non tech guy really. Um, it's interesting to hear, you know, other people's profession. And I think that's the key to, to successful business. And I think Cody did mention that too. Stay the course. He said something about, you know, one or two, you know, companies are good at one or two things. Mm-hmm. You don't go to a company for everything, you know, type thing. So I think that's a, that's a major part of any brand. If you're building a sure. brand is make sure that brand is consistent and it has a vertical that people understand. So you don't confuse the public. That's a, that's a huge one. You know, you can't be the, the one-stop shop as people kind of want you to be only walmart can be walmart yeah (laughs) (laughs) pretty much or else you looked at this as discount right (laughs) Mm -hmm. so let's talk about your acquisitions you know we're talking about over two dozen companies uh, in many different areas i mean is that just acquiring and just being the owner and letting it run or uh, a little bit of everything. I mean, and this is over the years. You know, I, I certainly don't own that many companies anymore. Okay. Some, some, some I, I bought, some I sold, uh, some I, you know, made the decision to put out of business because it just wasn't. Right. You know, Sometimes here I had a, mor- I had, a shotgun well, I had a mortgage company when it was good to have a mortgage company. You mm-hmm. know. Times have changed, you know, regulations kick in, things are different, and uh, sometimes you're not as profitable. You have to make a decision. True. True that. You know, that kind of stuff. So, you know, it was just, it was kind of. Well, it goes back to what Ryan might have said is a lot of times um, people kind of aggravated me, you know, so like in other words, well, here, I started a mortgage company because the guy doing my loan for my first house screwed it up. So I learned how the business worked. I ended up doing it myself and uh, I started a company to kind of follow suit with that. So it's it's, sometimes you just got to, you know, if, if you don't have good uh, vendors out there, sometimes you become your you own. You become your own vendor. Correct. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Ryan? Yeah, no, I think it's just uh, uh, amazing at the the different kind of things that Rich has been able to do over time. And, you know, what I, what I always have a question of, you know, Rich, and I've known you for a while, but, you know, what kind of acumen, you know, obviously you're a Harvard-educated uh, man, but, 
you know, you didn't you didn't learn about technology at business school and you didn't learn about some of the things and acquisitions that you did through going to school. So if you had to give some advice to like an entrepreneur who's trying to do 15 things, what would that what would that be? Stay the course. Well, you got it. Focus. <laughs> focus. focus. OK, focus. But, you know, when opportunity presents itself, you know, evaluate. Sure. And if it makes sense, figure it out. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the hardest mm-hmm. thing to do in anything is to, to typically generate business. OK, uh, I was just telling one of my uh, real estate agents. Uh, actually two days ago, was focusing on a certain area in the city of Chicago and came up with a client that was, you know, wanting something in a different area. And she said, I don't know anything about the area. I said, well, let's look at this together and see if you can figure this out. You know, if you don't think you can handle it, refer it out, you know, at least get something for the deal. But, you know, at the end of the day, figure it out. You know, right. that's that's what you got to do. I mean, here, all the school you go to, they don't teach you how to run a business per se. You right, know what I'm exactly. I mean, right. you know, Jeff, nobody taught you. You know, nope. we say, how, how do you start up a uh, Voice America? How do you start? You know, you, you just figure the stuff out. That's how that works. Yeah, you and you know start. what? There's always <laughs> there's always a team involved as Correct. well. I mean, you Correct. don't do it on your own. No, you don't. But you but you start something. You know, initially there's oh, got to be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, isn't that kind of one of the key things about being a successful entrepreneur or a CEO? Is you know having the uh, the brain space exactly. to surround yourself with uh, people that are smarter than you. Exactly. Of course. Yep. Like I was saying before, I'm not a tech guy. You know, you got as Jeff, you were saying, right. you're not a tech guy, but you got Ryan, who's a great one. You know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So you have to surround yourself with. You can't be the expert at everything. Sure. Okay. Sure. Excellent. So, um, you know, <laughs> moving forward, you know, going down the path, uh, we've worked together f- for years. A few, a few years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so just just to let the audience know. Uh, Rich is a former host on the network, uh, soon to be another current host, but a <laughs> former host on the network who hosted a show called The American Business Person. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a little bit about what that was about and how you felt at that stage in your life. You know, that was in, that was, that was interesting. So when I met with uh, one of your executive producers back mm-hmm. in the day, uh, Melissa, actually, yep. and uh, then John. You know, it was it was a brand all of its own, okay. And yep. we took that brand to, uh, to to try something new, okay. It was it was the focus on business. You know, since I did own a lot of businesses, you know, at that time, and we, I was in different you know areas, I thought it made sense to you know have a show to kind of promote small business, yeah. you know, because because think about the timing on that. That was about 2010 mm-hmm. when we when we you know engaged with this. And we were just kind of still in that recession, trying to come out of that. Okay, so my deal with that was, you know, hey, let's let's spark business back up in America. You right. know, and we ran the show for two and a half years. It was pretty good. It you was know, a great show. We had fun. We did over a hundred episodes. Had some great guests at the time. And uh, yeah, it was just it was a brand all of its own. Okay, mm-hmm. we did a couple of functions. Remember, I had you guys out to Chicago, and yeah. you know, we, we 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 had some events and stuff. It was a it good was, function. It was a yeah, good function. It, it was pretty neat. So got to the, meet the son of Zig. There you go, Ziggler. There <laughs> Tom, you go, you know? Tom, Tom, good old Tom. Tom. Right. Yep. Yeah. So some good stuff, some good connections. But that's that's the point, isn't it? It's about meeting yeah. new. It's, it's expanding your your sphere. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is that one of the most important things as uh, any kind of business person, right, is to obviously staying the course, but, you know, making as many connections as possible. If you have the opportunity to network, go network. If you don't, then how do you expand your horizon? Yeah. You know what I always say? I got a saying, and I don't think anybody else has ever uh, said this, so I might be the one who who, who founded this deal. But, you know, if if I knew everybody in the world, I can have anything I want and I wouldn't need money. 
How's that? Think about that. It's pretty good. You yeah. know, in other words, this, you know, the more people you know, things just happen, right? right. It's always a who you know ball game. True. You know, True. You, and if you don't know, you got to pay. But even if you do pay and you don't know, you might you might not get there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's a who you know ball game all the time. And, and everybody's heard that. It's not, you know, what you know, it's who you know type thing. Yep. But yep. the more people you know, the bigger your sphere, it's just it's just better all around for business. Right. Again, if they know you in the in in a good light. Sure, sure. Rich, what's the major focus now? Is it real estate? It's always been real estate. Okay. I mean, it's been real estate for me since you know day one out of the uh, out of school, out of undergrad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, in, in, in everything I did, it's not like I was over here selling hot dogs and you know, right, right. everything was kind of geared towards, you know, business slash real estate and, sure. and, and they're, they're hand in hand. So even with, like you said, the, uh, you know, the demolition company, you know, mm-hmm. I, I worked when I was younger, I worked as a demolition guy with my hands, ripping asbestos off of ceilings, you know, had the proper, right, right. you know, PAPR on and yeah. the mask and stuff. But, <laughs> but at the end of the day, uh, I ended up uh, starting two of those companies, you know, because I saw the opportunity and I figured, Hey, maybe I can do this a little bit better than the next right. guy and for a better price, you better just value. You like a big dog then, right? The, well, there you go. And then you, you put somebody in that's a competent person mm-hmm. yes. that uh, can handle the Key. day-to-day. Absolutely. You got to have good people. So, you know, you talk about real estate and I know, uh, you know, back when you did the other radio show in 2010, the recession was kind of uh, mm-hmm. new, a couple years old, the bubble popped, what, in like late 08. 08. Yep. Um, you know, so we're, we're almost 10 years removed from that bubble. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always, especially in the real estate business, as we look at, you know, hard money lending and pit yep. bulls and some of those events that we've gone to and how that stuff works. Are you, are you seeing a, a shift back to a, a more stable real estate economy 10 years after the fact, or is it still shaky? You know what? And that's a good, very good question. And here's, here's the real answer. And, and again, I mentioned, you know, we're in New York, we're in Miami, we're out here. We're, we're pretty well diverse in, in, in the country where we're doing. We do a lot of international business where we get international investors that come to some of our, you know, areas to sell uh, investment properties to and, and whatnot. But at the end of the day, when you're in this, if this is your primary core, which is mine, it doesn't feel like 10 years. And you can ask a lot of people. <laughs> it, it, in other words, it still it feels like it's, it was yesterday. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So we're still recovering. People are still recovering from this. <clears throat> Excuse me. It, certain parts of the market, certain parts of the country, it's not recovered yet. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, the coast usually, you know, happened first. Okay. And then it kind of shifts inward. So the Midwest is still catching up a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, our, where our core is in Chicago, prices are still catching up. We're certainly not at 2008. So we're, not, we're not investing in Detroit yet. No, maybe, 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 you know, I mean, again, you get in low, but, but at the end of the day, it's, you got to really know your market. And I, and I think even from uh, earlier on the show with, uh, you know, the SEO talk, you gotta, you gotta have a company or somebody that's very competent in their local market. Sure. That's, sure. that's the key. Well, leads and sales, that's what it all comes down to, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you just uh, you said you just broke into this market. You just opened up in this market. How are you doing here in Arizona? Well, literally, we just opened the office uh, a month ago. Oh, so okay. It's, so it's brand, brand new. Brand, brand, brand new. Right. Yep. I've been out here for a while with a license, but as far as the company's concerned, we just we just started. Okay. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. And are you uh, obviously only a month down the road? You guys are getting things settled, and you're now uh, you're now part of the, the the family here in the Valley of the Sun. Yep, we're in the Valley at yeah. 100, 100 degrees right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what though? I, we talked about this earlier. Just you know, you coming from Chicago, and I, you and I have the same take on it. And um, I've actually been to Chicago at your office to do some studio work in yep. the middle of February when there was eight feet of snow on the <laughs> yeah. ground. Yeah. And I, I, you know, it was great to visit and check out the snow. But sure enough, I was happy to come home. <laughs> I'm gonna say this, Rich. You know, being from the East Coast, you mm-hmm. know, Rhode Island. 
Um, after being 20 years in Arizona, I actually kind of miss the, uh, the, the seasons. seasons. Really? But I know that if I went back home <laughs> even for six, a year, we'll give it. That I'd go through one snow season and say, I got to go back. Here's what we'll right. do, Jeff, is we'll just have to pack up the pickup truck and head out to like Flagstaff for the weekend a couple times. <laughs> and and then that, way, that, way, that way we there can get go. that snow Yeah, in. go shovel the driveway and then, you know, you'll be happy with the sun again. We'll go get an Airbnb just so we can shovel the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hire that plow, I'll do it. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> So, Rich, as you kind of maneuver through the landscape in 2017, is there, like, any kind of really cool things that, you know, uh, that are really catching your eye right now? Uh, cool things as far as in the real in, estate in, business? In business, or? yeah. Uh, you know, there's just new ways of doing stuff every day, isn't there? I mean, <clears throat> you know, talking on the show earlier, you know, things change from five years ago. I mean, especially yeah. technology. I mean, things, things are going to be different tomorrow. You know, I always, you know, teach our people as well. When, when you're, especially when you're new in the business, you, you gotta, we gotta keep on top of what's current. Exactly, okay, right. there's always. I was just meeting with a, a real estate agent this morning, uh, interviewing him, and you know he was talking. I like to do things old school way, right? That's a that never goes away. But apply new technology to the old to. way. Exactly, you have to. Some people are you know stuck in in the, mm -hmm. in the past, and things might work for them. But you gotta get current. I mean, that's yeah. a, you gotta stay on top of. What's event? Because here's why: if you're not, your competitor is. Sure, you get left behind. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're 100. percent I was just on vacation. Uh, my family lives in Idaho, and uh, a lot of them are farmers. And a couple of the the farmers in the family, you know, one of them's just like, I am not going to adopt automation. I'm not going to mm -hmm. leverage any of the new technologies. And I had to have that conversation with my uncle. Like, uh -huh. hey, um, you see that farm next door to you? They have less acreage than you do and they're able to produce more than you because they're leveraging the technology right. and if you don't get on it they're, they're, yeah, exactly. they're going to they're gonna buy your property next mm. year if you don't get on the ball right right yeah yeah no i mean you have to you have to be ahead of the, the curve on everything sure. you do and and that's that's what we've done very successfully as a company is always figuring out the next step kind of i don't want to say before the competition but at least be be ahead of the curve you right know? be ahead right. of the curve so what's next for Rich Killian? Well, we're looking at that talk show, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> you know, I, the show you did uh, the last time years ago, well, again, was a fantastic show. Uh, in fact, you know, you'll be able to go back, to, you'll be able to go to Voice America and go listen to some of Rich's old shows. Uh, fantastic information. You'll learn business uh, from every angle uh, but you know, real estate. Here's your here's your niche. This is your mm -hmm. this is your strong. Your, your this strength. is my deal, so, right? You know, we really want to focus in on that. So. Tell me, what kind of thought have you have you put into it? Much at all, or what? Into the show, not. I mean, you know, we're, we're going to talk about that more later. Yeah. You know, but yep. uh, I think the core is, you know, because as Ryan mentioned, it is it is coming back. I mean, it is back, and it in certain is. in certain parts of the the market, it is back. Okay, uh, and for those parts that are still behind, it, you know, it's coming. Okay, mm -hmm. we've seen stuff in certain markets starting to slow down already. Okay, so again, I think uh, people are smarter now. You know, it, the, sure. the bubble burst the first time. We're not going to let the, the same thing happen again. People are a lot more cautious. Regulations are different too. And regulations yeah. are different too, absolutely. But, you know, for the most part, yeah, the regulations are there to, to keep out the bad guys. But, <laughs> but, but for the most part, the, the good guys, 
they're already on top of the game and they're going to be more cautious. Yeah. Okay, so I think this show that we'll do, we haven't even come up with the title yet, sure. um, <clears throat> will be uh, kind of an information piece to help people do it do it better this sure. time. Okay, sure. do it better this time. Good. You know, oh, bringing awesome. some expertise from some from all around the country of mm-hmm. people who are doing it because again, people in different parts of the you know country are there's a different plan, there's Absolutely. a different model. So let's get some uh, let's get that spread out a little bit. Let's get some uh, knowledge across the country, and again, let's do it let's do it better the second time. I think we'll have some fun with this one too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we can have some contests and giveaways. We and, can do that. Yep. Yeah, we'll work up a nice little plan. But I really want this show to be. Uh, a real testament to, you know, who you are, and I want this to build and grow, and I want everybody to have, have fun with this show. So Absolutely. Definitely looking forward to it. Uh, are there different parts of the country you're looking at, or, okay, I'm in Phoenix, or I'm in uh, uh, Scottsdale right now, I'm going to get this focus, and then I'll think, what's next? I'll think of what's next. I don't want to give away the plan, but uh, we're, we're already <laughs> right. in the West Coast, so uh, maybe we go a little bit chess, more west. Huh? You're playing chess, right? A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> but, um, but we're definitely still expanding. Good. Absolutely. Good. <clears throat> no slowing down, Mr. Killian, that's for sure. <laughs> no, no. Uh, and Rich, you know, uh, as we kind of get towards the bottom at, uh, bottom uh, part of the show here, and we always want to allow some time for our guests to give out contact information and all that good stuff, can you, you know, just throw out some information about prospect equities? How do people uh, in their market get a hold of you and, and, and find out what you guys do? Yeah, easiest way, just go to prospectequities.com. I mean, yeah. you can find us there. It's the main website. Hopefully that builds a little bit more SEO yeah. after hearing yes, what uh, we, we, we did this morning. But uh, yeah, we, you know, we got an 800 number, it's, uh, you know, 888-808-0777. That's another one. Rich, I, I want to <laughs> acknowledge you for your military background. Oh, thank you. Okay, Absolutely. so, you know, it's something I think the, the audience, you know, uh, Rich, you know, he's an honorable and decorated United States uh, military veteran, and he's the founder of two charities which help military veterans. Uh, he also founded the Hardship Home Foundation and the Richard M. Killiam Scholarship Fund, uh, and is a notable philanthropist. Uh, Rich, do you want to touch base on any of I think that's fantastic. Oh, yeah, thanks. I mean, at, at the end of the day, you, you got to give back. I yeah, mean, that's, that's what it's all about. And, you know, it's kind of interesting because, you know, w- when you're younger, you're, you're looking at, you know, building success. You yeah. want to, you know, make a lot of money coming out of school, whatever the case is. But at the end of the day, once, once you get there, you realize – there's more to life. You know what I'm saying? You got to give back and help others as well. So, yeah. you know, that's that's why I started those many years ago, actually, now. But uh, again, it's always about giving back. I want to acknowledge that. Myself, I sit on the advisors bo- advisory board for the American Heroes Network. Oh, so, nice. Yep. Uh, I definitely want to recognize your military uh, background. I remember I when you back. started the Richard M. Killian Scholarship, scholarship fund. fund. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I remember that. Too. Yep, yeah, we, were, we were engaged back then. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, you know, ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned in to the Finding a Frequency radio show right here on the one and the only Voice America Variety <laughs> Channel. Of course, want to give a big shout out to both of our special guests for today, um, our co-host uh, in the studio. Studio today, Mr. Richard Killian, and of course the CEO uh, Cody Jensen of SearchBloom.com. Uh, go check out SearchBloom.com. Follow him on Twitter at SearchBloom, and of course follow Jeff and I all over the Twitter sphere at, at Radio Ryan One at Jeff Spinney Two, and of course Finding Your Frequency Facebook page at Facebook.com forward slash Finding Your Frequency Net. And of course we'll be back here same time next week, right here on Friday, 2 p.m. Pacific time, as we continue to find our frequency right here on Voice America Variety. 